Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a pleasure it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope you spent time walking with the Lord on your own and already been studying your Bible and spending some moments in prayer and seeking souls that are lost, that they might be saved. I tell you what, the only hope, the only hope a lost person has is a soul winner. The gospel's their hope, but a soul winner to carry the gospel to them. I tell you, if we don't have a soul winner, Faith cometh by hearing, so somebody has to uh, be able to proclaim the good news into the ears of those who need to hear it. So faith cometh by hearing, how to hear by the Word of God. So we've got to carry the Word of God, the gospel, to lost people. Your city, your community, your small town, your street, your neighborhood, wherever you live, I promise you this, there is somebody within driving distance of you that's not born again. Somebody who's a phone call away, somebody uh, maybe you could walk to and knock their door, maybe somebody who lives in the same home as you, but they are one heartbeat from hell, not born again. We ought to be every day, not just soul conscious, but soul seekers. We ought to be sharing the gospel. Folks don't get saved simply because you keep your grass mowed or your uh, car washed or your uh, clothes pressed. No, it's going to take more than living a quote-unquote good life. We're going to have to give them the good news. You study the Bible, and without hearing, I tell you, there's no faith. they got to hear the Word of God, and I promise you this, you'll never go wrong witnessing. Never witness to the wrong person. You say, well, what if I witness and they get mad? That's okay. Your result is up to God. Your obedience is what God's looking for in giving the message. You say, well, what if I witness and, and this, that, and the other? Don't worry about the result. You just sow the seed and let God take care of everything else. But I tell you, we can't overemphasize soul winning. It's a thing that you read about in the past and you you, you see it evidenced throughout history of, of times of church growth and uh, strong, vibrant church life. Soul winning was the main thing. People getting out there, knocking the doors, running buses if they did that, whatever it is, but just people individually. doesn't have to be a set time, but it was a, a, a way of life. Everywhere they went, they looked for lost people that needed to hear Jesus saves. And so let me challenge you. Be a soul winner. And I tell you, that's a burden on my heart. I want to see somebody saved. Wouldn't it be a blessing to have one person saved per week of the year? Could you imagine that? If you if you could lead one person a week to the Lord, I mean, all, all throughout this year, one person per, per, per week, all throughout your life, one person per week. Think about around the throne, all the rejoicing, all the rejoicing because you were faithful in soul winning. Now, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This will be our second study in this 12th chapter. If you've missed any of the prior Bible studies that we've done, all of those you'll be able to find on our podcast. Now, our podcast is free for you to subscribe to. It is entitled Striving for Revival. It'll be found wherever you find other podcasts. Just go there, type in Striving for Revival, hit subscribe, and then you'll be able to see all the archived Bible studies that we've done. That podcast is loaded down with Bible study content. And so if you miss us on the radio, you'll always be able to catch up via the podcast. And I like that because you can listen at your leisure. Also, you can pause and rewind and re-listen. And it's a aid, if you will, to you as you study along 
with me in the word of God. Now, Paul is on the defense, defending his apostleship, defending his genuineness, defending his motive in serving the Corinthians. The Corinthians had been swayed by false teachers, Judaizers specifically, and many of them now were casting scorn toward the apostle Paul. Now, preacher, don't you get discouraged. You're not the first preacher ever to be uh, mistreated by those that you've labored for, those that you've loved. The apostle Paul faced it, and you and I no doubt we're going to face it as well. Now, Paul began the chapter by referencing a time in his life when he was privileged to be caught up into what he calls the third heaven. I mentioned this on the prior Bible study, the third heaven, that's a Jewish term. We have the atmospheric heaven. We have the heavens uh, where the galaxy, the, the, the planets exist. And above that, is the abode of God. Paul was caught up. He doesn't know whether he was dead or alive. He just knows this. I was with God in paradise, as he says it, in that third heaven. He got to see things and hear things that would not be lawful for him to utter. Our carnal ears could not handle the sights and sounds of heaven. Thank God we'll have a glorified body and we'll be able to live there. But right now, as we are in this body of flesh, we're not suited for that city, not quite yet. And so Paul said, there's some things I experienced, some things I saw that's just not lawful for me to speak it to you. Paul is defending himself. He wouldn't normally glory in himself this way. But he's doing this to show the Corinthians that he he's not just some fly-by-night snake oil salesman or some hireling. He's a man of God. Now look as we get down to verse 7. Verse 7 down through verse number 10 are some of the most well-known verses in the Bible. Not just in this book, but in the Bible. And some powerful truth that we can glean and apply from these personal verses in Paul's life. Now look at what it says in verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Now isn't that a way to look at it? God knows exactly what I need to make me usable and to keep me usable. And God knows exactly the same for you. There's some things I want and pray for probably I, I don't need. And God knows if I got some of these things I want, then I probably wouldn't be worth anything uh, for the glory of God. So Paul is saying God knew that if I wasn't careful, I'd be exalted above measure. All of us deal with pride. I don't care how humble you act. Every one of us are prideful. In one way or another, sometimes it's our false humility. Sometimes it's our outright pride, but we can tell when somebody's full of themselves. And all of us battle our stinking flesh in this area of pride. So Paul said, unless I should be exalted, taken up with pride above measure through the abundance of the revelations. He said, God had given me so much that if I wasn't careful, I'd get uh, high-minded. He said, because of that, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. That's how he describes it. Think about a thorn. Have you ever had a thorn in your flesh? Oh, I have. Growing up in West Virginia uh, and playing in the woods and going fishing and clearing out brush. Oh, I know what it is. You get a thorn under your skin. And I promise you this, you don't have to wonder whether or not it's still there. It aches. It throbs. There's pain. You touch it. You feel it. Every move you make, you know it's there. It's agitating. And uh, can be uh, debilitating sometimes, but it's a painful experience. And Paul describes this thing that came into his life to keep him humble as a thorn. He says, now this thorn of the flesh, he said, the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. That word buffet means to strike or to, to, to beat or to, uh, to uh, bludgeon him. He said, God had allowed this thing to keep me humble. He calls it the messenger of Satan. 
Satan. Now, I don't know if it's a physical ailment. Most people think it probably was, could have been his eyesight. It could have actually been a satanic oppression in his life that he battled and dealt with. And I believe God's men especially deal with a lot of that. But whatever it was, it was in Paul's life allowed by the hand of God to keep him humble. There's another great truth that things that come in my life and your life, they don't come without God's permission. God is in control. He is sovereign. God knows what he's doing. And God makes these things pass through his hand before they enter into our life. Verse 8, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. So he prayed that God would change his circumstance. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to just take everything that comes and say, well, that's my lot in life. You ought to pray. You ought to say, now, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Lord, if it be your will, uh, I don't want to go through this. Lord, if it be your will, heal me of my cancer. If it be your will, will raise up my sick child. If it be your will, uh, keep this thing going, keep my job uh, 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 there for me, whatever it is, you can pray that it's not wrong to pray it, but when God answers, don't question his answer, accept his answer by faith in verse nine. Here's what he said. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He said, Hey, listen, Paul, I know you don't want it, but you can deal with it. I know you don't like it, but you can handle it. I know it's painful, but I've got enough promise and grace to give you to help you make it through. So here's Paul's response. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Sometimes, listen, verse 10 tells us, if we don't get rid of ourselves, we'll never see the fullness of the Spirit. Verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. He said, I don't enjoy it personally, but I can enjoy it because I know God's getting glory from it. And here's why. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Paul understood, that, listen, God knows what I need to keep me humble because if I can stay humble, I can stay usable. God knows what it is to keep me in that place where I depend upon him because when I depend upon him, then I'll see his power at work in my life. You might have a thorn today in your flesh and you've prayed and begged and it's still there. I want to ask you to consider maybe it's there for a purpose. Maybe it's there for a reason to teach you about the grace of God, to keep you humble and to help you understand that we have to lean on the Lord and trust in His power and not our own. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.